0: Welcome back to another episode of the Mom and Me Astrology Podcast. My name is Kate, and joining me is my mom, Mary Swick. Good morning, Kate. Good morning. Today is our fifth series of calendar astrology. So today we are going to be talking about those born on the 5th, 17th, and 29th of any month if you remember last month we spoke to those that were born on the 4th 16th and 28th so we hope that you've gained insight into yourself your friends or your loved ones and before we jump into the calendar astrology podcast today we are just briefly going to talk about mercury is going direct so we are finally out of mercury retrograde
1: i think it's around friday it goes direct wonderful yeah friday the 15th yeah Perfect. So by the way, has it been difficult, challenging Mercury retrograde for you?
0: Um, There's been a few things where I'm like, oh, that could have been an issue, but they kind of resolved themselves before Mm -hmm. anything became a problem. But, you know, I just say double check your calendar during this time, back up your files. I had what I thought
1: was just a classic. Mercury retrograde. I reassessed bank accounts. I went to close a bank account. Uh, the uh, the appointment wasn't honored. So I had a no-show with the bank. Basically, they no-showed on me. And wow. so then I obviously got to an 800 number and, you know, got someone to handle it and they took care of it. Well, I thought. And then I got a letter from the bank saying we cannot close this account. There is a, you know, you either, you know, there's an issue with it. And I thought, oh, my God, what is going on, you know, because it's not showing anymore. And then I called in again to an 800 number and they kept assuring me, no, that that account's gone. It is closed. So again, it was just the extra time, you know, yeah. to, how many phone calls Four, four phone mm-hmm. calls to mm-hmm. close out a very simple uh, checking account at Chase. Yeah. You know, it didn't quite make sense, but I thought, well, that's I, OK, I'll take that. That's what I thought. I'll no. take that. If that's my Mercury
0: retrograde, I'll take it. Right. <laughs> right. Exactly. So if we go back to the idea of the calendar astrology, just in case this is your, your first episode uh, with calendar astrology, it is just a great, easy way to learn astrology. And it gives you immediate insight just by knowing the date of birth. So we're talking today about those born on the 5th, the 17th, or the 29th of any month. Or if you know your astrology chart and you have several planets sitting at 5, 17, or 29, this would also be relevant.
1: It would make it even more
0: relevant, right? Yeah. So I know you're particularly interested in today's numbers.
1: Yeah, I am. Because I I do have my Jupiter sits at 17. I have an ascendant that sits at 29. Mm -hmm. So two of the three numbers are dominant in my in my chart. So again, I, I love, I'm not sure that everyone understands that you can listen to this on two different levels. You can know nothing about astrology, but just know, hey, my boyfriend's born on the fifth. <laughs> this the information applies. But if you're sitting there going, oh my God, I have a five degree ascendant. My moon's at five degrees. My Saturn's at five degrees. You can gain insight as well. So I like the idea. And I think many of our podcasts are kind of that way you can listen to it not knowing much about astrology and for those who know or who've received their chart right Mm
0: -hmm.
1: uh, and follow along uh and that service is always available to anyone who needs to have their chart with the key so that when they're listening to the podcast they can instantly look and see where their planets are
0: yeah this podcast is also very relevant to me as well because i was born on the fifth Mhm. Um my moon sits at 17 and my jupiter sits at 29. So oh, I nice. said that, that, yeah. okay. Well, those are just cool. the ones I can think of off the top of my head. There might even be more, but
1: right. But you know, that is that's a whole topic in itself again. It's not something it's a little more complex to get into, but usually the numbers repeat in the family charts. Yeah. You know, so there's connections, uh, quite cosmic connections, besides just bloodline connections to people.
0: Yeah. One other thing for people that have purchased the chart with the key. Yes. In, in case you're thinking, oh, okay, where do I, how do I look at the degrees? You know, it's going to show the planet on the outside. Then the first, you want to look at that first number. Mm-hmm. Then it's going to have the symbol for the zodiac, and then it's going to have another number. And sometimes people get confused, like what is what is that other number? So you want to look at the number. That's sandwiched between the planet and the Zodiac sign. That is the degree. That other number that's closest to the inner circle is just the minutes. We don't typically look at the minutes. We don't typically talk about them. No. So just look at the number sandwiched between the two glyphs. That would be the degrees. So if you're looking at that key thinking, do I have 51729? You're going to be looking at that first number.
1: Yeah, yeah. Wow! This all of a sudden, this this podcast has double meaning because I hadn't thought about your chart. I was interviewing <laughs> me, me, me on this one. Yeah. <laughs> so, okay, let's talk let's, about the characteristics. Let's talk about these characteristics that anyone who knows us might know a little. They may see this in us.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. So, um, people with a strong influx of five, seventeen, and twenty-nine have a tendency to be rather stubborn or fixed in their thinking so they may listen to an opinion of someone else but possibly not actually a- adapt it or if they do adapt it they might be resentful or even critical of having to do so right it's like if if
1: i think we should go this way and you think we should go that way then we end up going that way i give in i'm gonna hate to say it probably be picky about well that didn't work out too well did it (laughs) you know it's a terrible thing to say about myself but i may not say it outwardly so i want to make it clear we're not saying that you're argumentative you you just kind of hold your own it's kind of a a sense that people might have they they seem to they're very they're set they're set they they have their goal they know what they want and they just may recognize that anyhow it's it's uh like i said it's i wouldn't say it as a terrible trait but
0: well i think we also have to like reframe it in the idea that we're not saying these people aren't open-minded
1: yeah they'll listen
0: yeah because you have to think i mean we're both astrologers so you know some people might say oh no i'm very stubborn that i don't believe in that um but it can just be like that they're just stubborn in, in that once they've said that this is what i'm going to do or this is the way that I've done it, that that's where that really stubborn or fixed thinking can come in.
1: You know, a story comes to mind, Kate, about 30 years ago, when I was working with uh, Canadian Holidays, uh, we had to fly to Orlando for this big uh, meeting, and people were coming from all over the, the world, actually, to this meeting, and they were talking about how certain things were going to be done, and in the, this meeting, there was a lot of people having a lot of opinions, and um, and the gal who was my assistant, Sandy, was with me, and she was, Oh Mary, how, what are we going to do? How are we going to do this? And I looked at her, just off, me, I looked, I said, don't worry about this, Sandy, we're not doing it. It doesn't make sense. <laughs> Doesn't apply to, you know, I'm not going to, we're not going to do that. And she just couldn't believe that I was like, heard it. I heard what they said. It won't work for us. We're not doing it. And that was a great example of it. Exactly. I had no problem. They argued on for hours, this group, (laughs) on these policies. And I just thought, you know, I was out. Yeah.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Kind of in the same family of that, they can also believe strongly in themselves. Yes, and act quite self assured. So the idea of like going off and just doing it by yourself, or doing things even though the the group's not doing it. So that story that you just told kind of fits in that as well, where some people might be scared. Oh no, can I do it? Or uh, be self pity like no one else is doing this with me. Right. The five, seventeen, and twenty nine might just say, "That's okay. I'm confident enough to just move forward." by myself, be the only person that doesn't think like the other people, um, or try things before it's gone public.
1: Yeah, and I want to make it clear, this isn't because, oh, I am so smart. I'm so, so confident of myself. It just is by default, that doesn't work for me. This is this is my path. So there can be some ambivalence by the, the five the 17 the 29th person as they do this but on the outside it just looks like well they seem to know what they're doing
0: yeah i don't think we i've actually said it this episode but five, seventeen, and 29 is ruled by uh like oh, yeah. leo right? right or the sun i don't think we said that no we did we yeah, right talked over. about that <laughs> so that's that thing about the lion okay right they're just confident enough in themselves like this is the way I'm gonna go
1: Mm -hmm. so we understand that there could be some people might say they have a stronger ego Mm -hmm. right because again that, that how they might view them but other people might say well they're passionate about something and you know it's very interesting if you're passionate about something you know it's kind of makes it okay you know what I'm saying yeah the person next door is just a mess. You know what I mean? And they're creating issues and the, you know, all the time, but boy, if they're just into one thing like motorcycles, they love motorcycles and they're out there working on them and fixing them and getting them done. I mean, I'm not saying it's the ideal neighbor, but the point is it's very directed. Mm-hmm. It's not like they drag home motorcycles and let them sit in their driveway and don't do anything with them. Right. There's yeah. passion. Somehow when you put passion behind it, you know, uh, it, it just looks, um it gets exciting actually when you see someone passionate about something
0: or it softens the situation thank you good words It it, like it gives them like more like human like qualities it's hard to explain like you have more empathy for them
1: Mm -hmm.
0: um they might thrive on compliments or Mm -hmm. thrive in being in a selected group of people
1: yeah yeah to be chosen to be asked, to be invited, all those things usually feed right into five, seventeen, and twenty-nine.
0: Yeah. They also may love performance art, both passive and aggressive. Assertive, <laughs> sorry, <laughs> passive and active. <laughs> passive yeah, and active. Exactly.
1: Well, again, if you think about that, you immediately say, Oh, I'm not a performing artist, but you may love sports. You may love the idea of someone putting on a uniform and now I'm 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 something more than myself, I'm on a team, I'm on the red team, I'm on the green team, right, Mm -hmm. Uh, or you can get into any of the national sports and, and really get into that, because it's that embracing of other people performing, fantasy football would be a great example, where someone could really have a strong passion for that, that's the passive side, or of course, you know, you may have, you may like to stand up, speak. We have a speaking engagement. We were just speaking about it coming up here in November. You know, uh, we're going to get out there and we're going to, you know, do our thing with, for a group here in town. But uh, the idea is, it is, that's a performance thing. Exactly. Standing up, you know, making a few comments.
0: They also might work in the leisure industry Mm -hmm. or even the idea of cater to the wealthy. Right. So, you know, you could be a massage therapist with this energy, but you say, "Oh, I work on very high-end clients where mm-hmm. I can't m- maybe discuss my roster of who I'm massaging." Right. I'm specifically thinking of your massage therapist.
1: Oh, absolutely. She was yeah. born on the 5th. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I I somebody asked me who 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 you know, who was my massage therapist. I was hesitant to tell him even had to check with, is it okay? You know, and she goes, well, it's okay. I said, well, these are pretty, you know, high-end people. They'll, they'll, you know, they will treat you well. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're absolutely right.
0: Yeah. And then the last thing that we'll just say as a general statement um, for the 5th, 17th and 29th is that they might have a very signature, style with clothing or accessories that maybe not, might not even be the current fashion trend yeah. so i'm thinking of someone who loves to wear bling on everything oh you know born on the fifth but blinged toes blinged shoes that's her her thing even though i don't think it's necessarily in style right now there was a point when it was in style that's just her thing right and it's flashy and it's that leo quality like look at me even though i don't think she's putting that on to say look at me but you turn your head when you see it Mm -hmm.
1: yeah i admit that you know it was decades ago but i used to have crystals put up the base of my big toe when i had a pedicure done
0: Mm -hmm.
1: it was so elegant and so understated and yet i got so many compliments on it yeah yeah (laughs) anyhow I have one other one I wanna say is that when I was looking, doing some research on this, I thought, well, you know, like a bow tie. I thought a man wearing a bow tie would be a good example of this. And I just thought, who do I, who comes to mind? And Pee Wee Herman, Pee Wee Herman, Paul Rubens, right? The character, uh, Pee Wee Herman, he always wore a bow tie. Uh, Paul Rubens had his Mars at 29, his Uranus at 17. Then I thought of Mo Rocca, who I watch on CBS News sometimes. He's got a bow tie all the time. He's got a Jupiter at five and a Chiron at twenty-nine, mm-hmm. and then lastly, I thought of Tucker Carlson, and he's got his Moon at twenty-nine and his Chiron at five. So I thought that was just weird. How decent huh. off the top of my head, who wears bow ties? Look up their chart. They fall into this category. That's crazy. That was wild. I thought. Yeah. And there were more, but I'm just listing three of them that you know that I thought of. Then when I went and looked at the list. You know, Google is so fabulous. Yes. Give me people, men who wear bow ties and you get up 20 people immediately. Yeah.
0: Yeah, so that idea of having that signature clothing style that, you know, if you had a child that had a prominent repeating number of these and you're trying to get them into the current fashion trend, you know, they might be your child that wants to go to Goodwill and find, you know, something very specific to what they like, not just necessarily what's trending.
1: Yes, yes. And as you said, maybe something with bling or something with metal, you know, it might really uh, r- relate to that. Yeah.
0: Um, I wasn't looking at the next page. So there are a couple other ones that we might want to go over for 517.29 before we get into the specific numbers. Oh. Yeah. But they might appear to be lucky or the idea of they get through challenges where people might say, oh, you made it look easy. Right. that So they might not either divulge all their stories so people don't actually know what's going on. So, of course, that's makes it look easy because they don't acknowledge necessarily their problems publicly or share them yeah. right yeah. away. Yeah, Or they just have a little bit of a grace about them where they get through things and you think, oh, my gosh, if I went through that, that would have been a huge setback and they seem to be thriving.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think also, and this is again, a very personal topic, but I do think uh, those numbers, the fifth, the 17th, the 29th, they often have very strong, uh, and I'm going to say opinions, but they uh, maybe are more tolerant or more open-minded or more bigoted uh, in the sexual arena. So yes, I I can easily could think of people that are very open-mindedness, that talk openly, uh, that have had, uh, you know, uh, privy to uh, unusual sexual relationships or experiences or come from a family that has had some interesting stories of such in it. But uh, that fifth house brings out a lot. It's a lot about magnetism. They might be in big flirts, so to speak. Maybe they don't take action on those flirts. Maybe they just flirt a lot. Mm-hmm. Or maybe they do take action on it. So it's just, and again, but I've seen some very conservative viewpoints come out of that uh, focus on the, the 5th, the 17th, and the 29th.
0: It goes into the extremes, and without seeing other things in the chart, it's hard to de- decipher which extreme are they going to go to. Right, right. So, the, but, go throw ahead. It is
1: the money thing.
0: Money, they usually
1: have some sensitivity or knowledge of markets or Okay, I'm doing this job because I got a big pension that I'm going to get at some point. They're very, they are linked to money. They're linked to money, and maybe it's a stock market. It could be investments. It could just be being around something where there
0: is some volatility and money to be made. Yeah, yeah. So before we go into the individual interpretations for each of the dates, you're going to hear from a quick commercial break. Hey, Mom and Me family, Halloween is just around the corner, so if you're planning a Halloween party, event, or dinner, this is just your friendly reminder to book entertainment. Hiring a professional astrologer or tarot reader adds a level of fun and excitement to your party and exposes your guests to something new. Not planning a party but attending one? I've got you covered. I created the Cosmic Coaster, which is a disposable coaster with a QR code that links to a digital tarot reading written by me. These are a great icebreaker that won't break the bank or a great hostess gift. To book your upcoming entertainment or to order coasters, head over to my website, www.thecatewind.com. Okay, welcome back. So first we are going to be talking about those born on the 5th. They have a sun sun influence. So key people to think about, the first one would be Walt Disney. He was born on the 5th. Um, and then his Venus sits at 29. Uh, one thing we didn't talk about when we were talking about just in general, you know, children are a big deal, 5, 17, and 29. And that doesn't mean you have Venus to have seven, yeah. children. <laughs> but there can be a strong interest in children where, oh, I'm a, I'm a teacher, or I do, I cater to children. And so here's Walt Disney born on the 5th, has his Venus at 29, caters to children.
1: It created a kingdom. Mm -hmm. created a kingdom that catered to children and of course interestingly now adults i think just as much as children but uh, very yeah he's a great example son son so it's a double dose of this energy um i'm gonna listen uh margaret cho uh she's a pretty funny comedian uh she's an actress as well uh openly bisexual very much into performance art needless to say Mm -hmm. So she has a, there's something about her that you look at her and you kind of want to smile. Uh, Just the way she presents herself. And and so you start to get that. It's kind of a happy, happy energy. I'm not saying that they're always happy, but there's something about them that look, they don't look threatening. They have an innocence about them that they're not, they don't feel like they're going to pounce all over you or critical, come down heavy on you.
0: Yeah. I'm born on the fifth. So... I know people have said that something along those lines to me before as well, just that you don't seem like a threat. That's an interesting (laughs) comment. (laughs) Well, I mean, not directly like that, but people just say you have a very calming energy, right? Or they just say like, I feel very comfortable around you. So
1: I think, I don't know. I think this, I suspect people think that you, that there's an optimism about you that Kate's going to get through this. Kate's going to get over this. Kate's, you know, yeah. And it could even, it could even backfire on some level. And well, people aren't worried, people aren't as concerned as you think maybe they should be. Right. Because everyone's seen like, oh, she's going to get through that. Yeah. Things, she always makes things work. Right. It could even go to that extreme.
0: Yeah. I just wanted to give maybe a more practical example for people born on the fifth that are listening. Because, you know, we say like Walt Disney, that's great. But I'm thinking like, I'm not Walt Disney. (laughs) You know, I don't think I necessarily cater to children. Mm -hmm. um, to an extreme by any means in my life. But this, I like that idea of like sun, sun, happy, happy. Like they might seem happy, go lucky. It might seem like, Oh, all is well in their world. Or like you said, Oh, they'll get over it. They'll rebound. They'll recover.
1: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, there's a famous astrologer, Robert Hand. Uh, he's done a lot of good stuff, uh, research, I should say, uh, in financial astrology. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, and Adele, as much as I've heard of Adele, you know, she has a, she's a son, son born on the fifth and, uh, you know, just the per- performance, I mean, her energy level that she puts out when she performs. I mean, I think it's pretty above average, don't you?
0: Yeah. And I think there's a softness about her as well. Mm-hmm. Very approachable, maybe compared to other celebrities, like, Goodness. Um, If we move into 17, anyone with 17 degrees, this holds a sun, Jupiter energy. So when we think about Jupiter, we want to think of maybe holding a strong belief system. Yeah. Or the idea of expansion or going higher in life, right? Mm -hmm. Reaching beyond where we were put in this life.
1: Yeah. I mean, um, we could think of, you know, Pope Francis. Mm -hmm. Yeah. so it was a 17 degree, you know, I mean, and this embodies a many things, his status, you know, uh, being uh, the cloaks, the headpiece, all these very unique garments that he wears. Yeah. he he's in procession when he walks right there's people flanking him and probably great meaning into how he's walking and who's around him at any time and he's got the staff in his hand you know so all of this stuff, all performance art but aligned with a belief system that 17 degrees is, is a sun jupiter type of influence and so it's the belief system they're promoting it or they speak it or they just walk the talk Yeah.
0: I thought Michelle Obama was a cute example because uh, born on the 17th, but she was known as like for the line, like when they go low, we go high. Mm
1: -hmm. And
0: that's what Jupiter is all about. Jupiter is that next level. Mm -hmm. You know, you think, okay, this is earth. So the heavens would be Jupiter. Like, okay, what's above us? What else is out there? So just that phrase, they go low, we go high.
1: Right. Michael Jordan, um, you know, he has his nodes at 29, plus he was born on the 17th. He has a very, uh, very concise, it's like kind of a list of eight things and like be passionate, make it happen, put, put it, put put in the work, uh, try, you know, mind over matter, just really simple, punctual, you know, kind of very athletic, very masculine to-do list, so to speak, to push yourself. And again,
0: it's the big picture. And all very Leo, very <laughs> Just, Leo. You know, very. like do it, be passionate. <laughs> you know,
1: I have a client who has born on the seventeenth. She's a motivational speaker. Um, I can think of another one. Uh, she has a UFO radio show. You know, stretching the mind. Who's out there? What is that influence? We're not here alone. So pushing that. Uh, I can think of someone, uh, one of my clients that was uh, worked in the gaming industry. For decades and ran with a lot of the top people in the gaming industry and a little bit of a gambler herself but again uh, we didn't talk too much about that risk and speculation part but it can certainly be there
0: absolutely and then when we move to 29 degrees uh, these people hold a sun mars energy mm-hmm. so you know they may strike out be an adventure or go far from their beginnings
1: yeah and they could have many different reinventions of themselves over time mm-hmm. Uh you know uh, obviously uh, think of oprah winfrey born on the 29th january ninth. you know she came out of poverty mm-hmm. uh you know she was a, a tv person you know doing the news you know she had this you know evolution This continual evolution i mean it's pretty incredible what she's accomplished i guess i uh, guess <laughs> you know, i mean i don't even know how to i don't even have a handle on where she's gone or what what her status in the in the world is but at this point
0: yeah i think she's getting a lot of criticism right now for how she is raising money for maui in not not that she's raising money for maui but the way that she's approaching it mm-hmm. but when we talk about that idea of what when she talks about her childhood what her home life was like the sexual abuse that she you know endured and then to say okay she's a multimillionaire, if not billionaire that yeah. is at 29 degrees the sun mars i think can be a little bit more volatile um, yeah. who's not on our list in our notes but i think of trump you know all of his houses sit at 29 degrees so he has that repeating 29 in yeah. his chart and it, again it can be kind of really surprise you where these people go or how their stories turn uh-huh uh-huh well, you know i mean i could I, I'm not going
1: to throw myself on any famous level here, but you know I came out of a very Catholic religious background yep i if I meet anyone from long decades decades ago, they go, How did you ever become an astrologer how? i got and i and i i I always start with oh Catholicism taught me. Catholicism <laughs> taught me, which again that's a little bit to unpack, but it did. And uh how where you went from where'd you where'd you take that? I mean, you could use Jerry Seinfeld, he was born on the twenty-ninth. Most people would say he's ambitious, but you know, he um also he has that funny association with Superman. If you are a Seinfeld fan, you know this already, that Superman was a kind of a word play thing um oftentimes in, in their sketches. Um, uh, which is definitely a Mars image there, Superman. But also Uh the fact that he made a show out of nothing. He he was, you know, he's so driven to make a show out of nothing.
0: Yeah. And I think he plays a very conservative character, you know, but then in his real life, like very rich, very famous, Mm -hmm. lots of cars.
1: Yeah. Mars motors. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And we have to think also of the leap year baby because the leap year baby comes in there. And I'm particularly interested. This is my interest in in this whole project that we've been doing here. Calendar astrology is getting to those last degrees, the 29th and the 31st in particular, because those are the two dates where not every month there's, there's fewer of those people here on the planet, yeah, right? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So we lose February. Obviously for on the twenty ninth some people you know don't don't have it, so those that show up on a february twenty ninth we know that there's some probably something more amplified yet, and right. the the poster child, I think would be Tony Robbins, born on february twenty ninth He has really i mean supercharged people trying to pour energy into people to get them to take a risk, change, change, move on. He's really pounded people with his verbiage about, you know, face your fears.
0: Yeah, like how we were talking about maybe Oprah and, you know, where she came from and where she is now. Um, And I don't know Tony's story, but it seems like he takes people that maybe had those rough (laughs) beginnings and saying, you can do you can do it. So he's catering to those people. Like, how do we change?
1: Well, he's infamous for firewalking, infamous for, you know, getting oh. people to do things that would be, you know, heart pounding. <laughs> that They'd be very fearful of doing, which I think is the Mars energy the Mars. Yeah. as well. But I mean, Oprah is coaxing people on to live their best life, right? True. True. So she's doing it again in a much softer way. Um, and the other famous person that I always think of is President John Kennedy who was known for his war injuries, his bad back because of he served in the war that was just celebrated about him. But then he had Bay of Pigs, which was you know a very bad debacle for him. And then of course his assassination alone, very Mars. Yeah. Uh, and he was known to be a womanizer in, in hindsight in particular. So again, we get all that Mars energy coming out for him very clearly in a very kind of kind of a lower way, I guess, with the assassination.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And just because you're born on the 29th, that doesn't mean anything horrible like that's going to happen. There's other things happening in the chart, but it is interesting to, you know, look at someone and what things stood out about them or what things were publicized. Obviously, we didn't know him.
1: We are saying it's a sun Mars. If you have an afflicted Mars in your chart, yeah, your stories could be a little racier, a little more, you know, uh, heart pounding. Yeah, but your Mars could be situated very well, could be exalted in your chart, and therefore it might be more of the Oprah Winfrey or the Jerry Seinfeld story. Absolutely, so that's really important to to make. And we're brushing we're brushing over that whole topic here, about you know, getting digging deep into their chart and saying, oh, Tony Robbins, you know, he's got a wonderful Mars. So this is going
0: to be great for
1: him. Yeah.
0: But I think like the comeback kid, if I had to think of like 29, and I think there's a sense of uh, royalty mm-hmm. when we talk about the 29th degree. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, you know, and let's throw us in at the end, 29 degrees, we've both made our careers out of astrology, mm-hmm. which that's a, that's a handful of people collectively. That make their living and I, I used to what years ago now I used to say I'm a I'm a mortgage paying astrologer which I don't know that anyone understood what I was trying to say to them but I meant yeah. serious that's how I pay my mortgage is yeah. I do you know I mean that I'm not doing it on the weekends I'm not doing it after five I'm not doing it just for fun uh and I don't know why I had a need to tell people that but I did drop that multiple times uh, and it was this idea that no I'm serious I th- I theft what i'm hoping no i'm a serious astrologer
0: no i say stuff like that too i say i'm a full-time astrologer but you know most people don't say i'm a full-time spa director or i'm a full-time banker but it's a way to try to convey you know because a lot of times the response is oh yeah like i i'm you know i i like tarot or you know i'm like but this is like what i do like this is only what I do. (laughs) Yeah,
1: Yeah, there's oftentimes at 29, there's a sense of a passion, uh, uh, a a goal to achieve. I have a couple of uh, uh, basically non-Hawaiian educators who have worked very hard to preserve the Hawaiian language. Mm -hmm. So they've gone out of their box into another culture and trying to preserve so that they have a passion. There's a bigger goal at, at play here. Yeah. And by the way, I just want to throw this in, you have a client, a very wealthy client who's very tolerant of a gay husband. That mm-hmm. would go back to that what I said about the was saying earlier about sexually. They have some interesting storylines maybe happening around them. And maybe they deal with it in a way that other people wouldn't. But the idea is it does, you know, those type of stories do come up.
0: Yeah, I think it was interesting because we basically said that these people, five, seventeen, twenty nine, are open minded. Mm-hmm. Yet they're set in their ways. Yeah, yeah. You know, and so it's almost like, and I'm I'm just thinking of myself. You know, like yeah. when I started doing Airbnb when it yep. first opened. Yeah. Um. When I started that, there was only seven listings, I think, in Las Vegas when I started my Airbnb, and everyone. Uh-huh. was so scared for me. Why are you doing that? What if something happens? Aren't you scared to have strangers in your house? And I was set in my ways. I am doing this. <laughs> I see this as a money making opportunity, which that could be that Leo <laughs> influence as well. Like, right. how do I capitalize on this? Um, but it was also a way because I wanted to meet lots of people from you know other places. And I mean, I did it for five years and I feel like I got out of it right as Airbnb started getting a little bit weird and more costs and cameras and stuff that were showing up in people's houses. And then I dipped out, but it was like very open-minded. Cause I think we started saying like, Oh, well, you, <laughs> these people are um, stubborn or fixed in their thinking. Yeah. Um, and again, it doesn't mean closed minded because they can be doing something that's kind of wild or outrageous, but it's like, you can't talk them off the ledge. Like even as mom being an astrologer in the 80s, I don't think anyone could have said there's nothing no. anyone could have said to you that would have changed your mind about moving to Las Vegas and becoming a full time mortgage paying astrologer.
1: I my shared have said, Mary, you shouldn't talk about astrology it just doesn't sound good, you know, and I just, I, I heard it. I heard it, but it just didn't make me say I'm going to change because of that. Yeah that's all it's so it's it's a fixedness and fixed is the word this this is the goal or this is a good path i feel good about this i i understand you may not but i you know there's just no you you don't have time to do that deep thinking when you're in the midst of things things just sound right or they don't sound right to you
0: yeah so that concludes our talk today on those born on the 5th 17th and 29th if you are interested in getting a copy of your chart that has where the planets are, the signs that they sit in and what degree they sit in that is still available for purchase on our website. Um, And also just, we love everyone's support. If you liked our podcast today, share it with your friends, uh, leave a review for us on Apple podcast. um, And of course, October is right around the corner. (laughs) So uh, I know I put that in the ad earlier, but if you are looking to book entertainment for october get that in i know my weekends are already starting to fill up and we also have a new link in our description called buy me a coffee but it is a way if you're looking to make a monetary donation uh to mom and me you can also do that there so thank you for your support and we look forward to talking to you guys next week take care thank you for joining us on another episode of the mom and me astrology podcast To keep in touch, follow us on social media at the underscore Kate Wind. And to see a list of our services and our store, you can visit our websites at thekatewind.com or maryswick.com. We'll talk to you next week.